Hi folks, welcome to Deceptively Clever, a history podcast that's casual about the truth. I'm Justin, we're about to get John on the line, and we've got a call for you this week about some particularly amusing typos. John has got two true statements and one lie that I'm going to have a go at guessing, and heading into this one, the score is 4-3, my way. I hope you enjoy it. Do you want to know who I got my object from this week? Yes. So you may remember that the other day I put a call out on Instagram for people to suggest objects. For people to support you in your quest to win, I do remember. Yep. And I said make sure that they're nice and I can make some obvious lies about them. Oh, you even qualified what kind of objects they could give you. You know, like, I'm not even going to do the background on this. I want you to send me a fully formulated episode. Thank you very much. And your yeah, people I, I said, that's fine. Pr- I said, print me a 2,000-word essay on the history with three supporting statements, one of which is a lie. No, I said, give me some objects. And some people gave me some objects. So this is something that was suggested by our mutual friend, just Sam, I should probably say. Okay, so we have an episode brought to us by listener Sam. I'll just say I feel betrayed that Sam's helping you, but anyway. This is probably Sam getting back at me from me beating Sam in fantasy football every single year. (laughs) At this point, Aston Villa are doing so well in the Premier League, Sam could not care less about anything else at this point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's probably forgotten about us. He must be up and about. Yeah, who's John? Couldn't care. Barnsley, never heard of it. He's like, John, uh, John, uh, oh, John McGinn. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> that is such it. a niche reference for this podcast. I don't even get it. I know, now we're getting way off. Right, Sam, this is, Sam sent you an object. This is an you. object that's... You didn't say, this, this makes it sound like I'm colluding with people behind your back. Sam sent this to the Instagram, which he may not have known was run by me, but he probably did, um, and suggested this object. So this... Is your search engine ready? Oh, no, I was filming an Instagram thing for the stories. Search engine. Oh, come on. Call yourself yeah, a professional. No. Hit me with it. I do not call myself a professional. <laughs> I would like you for you to search the Sinner's Bible. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, it's probably not going to come up with much other than just a picture of a Bible. Thou shalt commit adultery. Thou shalt commit adultery. Don't look any further than that. <laughs> Don't scroll. <laughs> I, might I can say, uh, I can say, uh, well, it looks like the cover of a Bible, yes. And I yes, can see a list of commandments. So that's a nice hint as to why this object is significant. It's called the Sinner's Bible. It's also known as the Wicked Bible. And it is also known as the Adulterous Bible. Adulterous Bible. And that is because of one significant error which is they missed the word not from the seventh oh, of the Ten Commandments. And it reads... This is beautiful. It reads, thou shalt commit adultery. All the rest of them are fine. This is an I'm actual thing that happened. Properly worded, this is an actual thing that happened. I mean, I've always thought I was a literal interpreter of the Bible. Let's go. <laughs> so this was a Bible that was printed in 1631 by printers Robert Barker and Martin Lucas. Robert Barker was the son of Christopher Barker, and they were both employed in the, I think it's the King's or the Queen's printers. So Christopher Barker was in the employ of Queen Elizabeth I, and 
Robert Barker was employed by, well, I think it was King James, and then it was Charles the First. So they are they are employed to print the print Bibles effectively for the king. So okay, so we've got an English Bible. Yes, so this is the King James Bible, so an English oh, yeah. translation for the Church of England. So the King James Bible was commissioned in 1604 and then eventually first printed in 1611. So this is another version of it getting printed 20 years later. Yep. Um, so the first so, one did not permit adultery? No, no, no. This is just a mistake in this printing of this. Just this one. Just this version in 1631. But I'll the whole edition say, was misprinted? Yes. So mm. a thousand copies were misprinted with thou shalt commit adultery. And I will just say that this is King James I of England and King James VI of Scotland, who we talked about in a recent episode, which you will remember. At length. At yes. length. So yes. I seem to switch between Soviet history and King James <laughs> the sixth and first quite a bit. I don't know why I'm <laughs> focusing on him so much. Maybe that's our podcast niche. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how, how large the... Um the russian niche for king james material is in english yeah i need, I need to find some crossover i'm gonna go ahead and say that the russian people do not want our takes on the history of the soviet union so <laughs> we're probably best looking for our niche elsewhere yeah. but the topic matters good so this angered charles the first who was king at the time and also very importantly the archbishop of canterbury oh yeah uh, who was at the time was george abbott um and there's a quote here that I found from him. Um, so they're very, just generally, very annoyed that they've just printed that people should be adulterous. So he said, I knew the time when great care was had about printing, the Bibles especially, good compositors and the best correctors were being grave and learned men, the paper and the letter rare the f and fair every way of the best. But now the paper is naught, the composers boys and the correctors unlearned. I thought that was quite oh. a good little... That it, hurts. That physically hurts. The spite. The disappointment inherent in that. The oh, composer's boys and the correctors unlearned. Wow. It's excellent, isn't it? It's very... It, it does relate back to the cursing stone as well, isn't it? Yeah. Some yeah, angry, angry archbishops. Angry church people. So, like I mentioned before, this was a mistake that was printed in about a thousand copies of the Bible. Okay, that's not too bad. Um... It's pretty bad if it's, like, suggesting people should commit adultery. But most of them were burnt or destroyed in some way to get rid of them because they were so just... Bloody censorship. <laughs> um, and Robert Barker and Martin Lucas were brought before Charles I in court. Mm -hmm. uh, they were found guilty. Um, guilty of, of what? Making... Misprinting. Do you know, I don't actually know. It just said that they were found guilty. <laughs> so I assume of misprinting of this crime. Because I suppose it's blasphemy, isn't it? And things like that. Yeah. Times um, by a thousand. Yes. <laughs> and they were charged £300 and lost their printing licence. And It's a lot of money. It, it's a lot of money. And the general sense that I got from everything that I read is that it pretty much ruined Robert Barker. And he died a few years later in a debtor's prison in London, King ben King's Bench Prison. Uh, I think It turned out that that was a lot of money, literally. Yeah. 
I think in um, 12, 12 years later, I think he was in and out of that prison loads. So pretty much ruined. Oh, okay. Things went off the rails after he deeply offended the king. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. and, That'll happen. And, and God. <laughs> well, yeah. Less able to administer punishment, but... Yeah. <laughs> no. Sure. That's pretty much all I have on the specific object because it's a very sort of quick... You've got the King James Bible. Critical, critical mistake. Let's punish them. Would you like what to I love as well statements? is that the commandment above it has not, and the one below it has not. So does the one below that, the one below that. It is just, yeah. That and I, love that, I think thing. the one below it is steal. The one above it is kill. Like, I, I guess it would have been a little bit funny if it said thou shalt kill. But, I mean, they missed it on the best one. <laughs> it would have been a lot darker, wouldn't it? You'd probably just find it a bit annoying if it was thou shalt steal. But well, I think the thing is no one wants happening. no one really wants permission from the Bible to kill. And <laughs> a general principle of humanity is not stealing. Obviously that one's broken quite a lot. But adultery is the one that they wanted the permission for. Like if you're <laughs> gonna put a vote out, an anonymous vote, that's the one people are going at. Sometimes things just work out. Have you got any questions about the object then? Do you know of any other, like, you know, missed commas or small grammatical issues? Or this is the one that gets all the attention? In any of the Bibles or in the in this Bible? Uh, this one, and then as a follow-up, how common do you reckon misprintings were at the time? I am going to answer both of those very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Would you like me to read my statements? And then you will find the answers there. We should have called this podcast, I don't know. Yeah. No, I do know the answers. They're just in my statements. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just being mean to you. I know. I feel a bit harsh there, mate. My standard answer to any question you've come up with is, I don't know, but I really should have thought about that question. Oh, I'll be so saying you, that loads later. Don't worry. You, you have actually thought about that question. No, I'm not going to ask anymore now. I just feel bad. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to write a statement out. Yeah, let's go number one. Number one. There is a popular theory... That this was an act of sabotage. Ooh. That's statement number one. It's a lie, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> statement number two. When Henry Moore took over printing the King James Bible, he produced a copy that had quite a lot of spelling errors. Number three. There have there are still some versions of this Bible, and they have been sold quite often at auction, the latest fetching $56,000. That does not seem like enough. That's what I thought. US dollars? US dollars. Okay, we might as well do the live last. So when did H. Moore take over? Um, there was no year for that. but Is he, He's after you, these, these people? Yes, I don't, I don't know if he directly followed them. But he printed another version uh, in 1667. So okay. a few years after. Do you have examples of mistakes that H. Moore made? Yes, there was, a, there was only one particularly bad one. The other one is just odd spelling errors. So uh, a couple of examples. In Corinthians 15.57, it said, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jebus Christ, not Jesus Christ. Um, and then that he's, that they missed off an N on one of these words, so that in Psalm one four seven five, it reads, "Great is our Lord, and great of power. His understanding is finite." They put an I, not an, they missed the N 
on finite, so it sort of says I finite, but it just doesn't read very well. Okay, that's all right. That's not too bad. But generally, it sort of it shows that these weren't perfect. This one was kind of fine because it didn't have any drastic errors. But I did find an article uh, on The Guardian that was top 10 typos in Bibles. And I can read you some funny mistakes in other versions, if you like. Yes, let's let's have them. I'm not going to do all 10 because some of them are funnier than others. But um, a six, 1716 edition... Um, known as the party bible that's a joke it's not really that was in the guardian itself i'll give you that he's it said it replaced in jeremiah 31 34 uh with sin no more it replaced it with sin on more which i thought was quite entertaining that's good i like that one in mark seven twenty seven, in a 1795 version instead of saying let the children first be filled it says let the children first be killed which is a bit more awkward um, in yeah. <laughs> in one known as in a 1682 version that then became known as the Cannibals Bible, uh, it should say if the latter husband hate her, but instead it says if the latter husband <laughs> ate her. <laughs> I love how literal the names of the Bibles become. Once oh, there's a mistake amazing. in them, like I know. Also, um, what I love is the level of mistakes that have been made here, but at no point has anyone stepped up their game. In not messing up the Bible. <laughs> um, this one is my favourite though, so I'll save this one for last. Um, so I think there was damage when they were typing out this one in 1944, but the version, the King James version that this presented was Wives in the same way submit yourselves to your own husbands is what it should read. Instead, it, re- it read Wives in the same way submit to your owl husbands. I like that that's your favourite. Also, that's pretty ridiculous. Owl is in, like, the bird? Yeah. <laughs> How I just is like that, that one. about? That's just my favourite. Well, it's just own. It's meant to be own. O-O-W-N instead it's O-W-L. I mean, 1944, were they still da- putting little, it, the little plates, the little, um, that, like, had to arrange all the letters on a big plate and then press it? Or did they have different... The way it described it in this article is it said a damaged piece of type. So I'm wondering if it was like something on the printing press or whatever. Yeah. That was slightly damaged, that read slightly differently. But that one's... I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of like large, slightly human looking owl overlords to whom we must all submit. So that article was was great when I found that. Good from the Daily Mail. From the Guardian, mate. Oh, sorry. Must have got mistaken. (laughs) <laughs> from the Guardian. How far they've fallen. Um, but it's pretty obvious that it's just... It's not that difficult to make mistakes. <laughs> no. No, I really don't think anyone... It should be the job of the king slash queen. None of these cases were a queen. Oh, yeah. Was there a Victorian one in there? Anyway, it should be their job to proofread this. If they're, if they're stressed <laughs> about it. And putting a B instead of an S is quite minor, so I think... Got away with it. Yeah, things are going to happen. I think if you try to arrange that many that many letters, you're gonna there's going to be some some slip ups. We only hear about them if they're funny. Yeah, I definitely think this one was mentioned because it was like this is the guy who followed on from them. He just didn't yeah. mess up nearly as bad as they did. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was always going to be a little bit more scrutiny after you've had to burn eight hundred and fifty copies. Yeah. 
Well, that one's true. So we can do statement three. Where do they have the auction for the $56,000 manuscript? So this was, I found these all online. So this was with, I don't know how to say it, Soothers Bees? Sotheby's? Sotheby's, is that what it is? I reckon. Um, I'm way off then. They had it, that, that was the last one that got sold in 2018. And the price that was recorded for that one was 56000 US dollars. But Can you speculate on how many we have? Yes. So different numbers on different articles that I've read. Um, but I think, I think like the Washington Post said there was 11 that they know of. I think the Guardian said 10 or 11. Wikipedia says 13. Generally, not very many. But I like that we've got a range there that we can handle. According to Wikipedia, there's seven in Britain, five in America, and one in Australia. Well, there you go. You can go to the University of Adelaide, apparently, to go see it. Oh, spent five long years there and no one mentioned it. Oh, well, when I tried to search it, I couldn't find they had a record of having it, so <laughs> that one might be wrong. I but can't generally, remember there being an I'm sure there's a good archive. I can't remember it being on display. By the looks of it, a lot of them are either on display or in the possession of universities. Um, the British Library has one. I know that. Okay, that seems like the right thing. I mean, they would have just stolen one anyway if they didn't. Um... But the price did vary quite a bit. So the latest one was $56,000. Then another one got sold by Bonhams for £30,000. And I think one got sold for eighty thousand dollars. So, but genuinely quite low. I was expecting very high. Hmm. I mean, I guess thirteen to eleven is not. It's not a one-off. It's there are some others. I'm wondering whether condition is particularly relevant or that's true. Market fluctuations. Um... The asking price on the Bonhams one that got sold for thirty thousand pounds was ten to fifteen thousand there. Which I thought was quite interesting. Mm, they just wanted some cash. Yeah. So we've got a market cap of something like, I don't know, maybe 700,000. Six to 700,000 total value of the books. What is also impressive, I think, that seems like a lot to have survived, considering that they I... like actively if tried I... to destroy them. Yeah, but you wouldn't give it up if they asked for it. That's true. That's very true. And I feel like, the people in charge would have still wanted to keep one because it was funny. <laughs> because funny. <laughs> I would have thought like a hundred would have survived, I guess. Yeah. But that's a long time for anything to be kicking about. Oh, I've just moved my laptop. So I've probably just ruined all the audio there. I can't wait to deal with that. And unplugged my headphones so I can't hear. Did you say anything though? Uh, nothing that wasn't sarcastic. <laughs> Sorry, I just like, I tried to shift slightly and everything just like fell apart. My phone fell off me like, Headphones unplugged. So that, that's a very boring statement I've just given you. There's not much to unpick. Well, well I mean, I'm, I definitely wanted to know about that. I would not have wanted to not know about one going to auction. Um, <laughs> I mean, very easy to make that up, but I still think it's true. So let's deal with the lie now. Um, what was the theorised motivation behind the sabotage? So this is the theory of someone in particular that I read on the... It's cropped a couple of times, but I think it was the Washington Post and the Atlantic, I think, had this person quoted talking about it. A woman called Diana Severance, who is the director of the Dunham Bible Museum at Houston Baptist University, who 
they have a copy of it. Um, and she believes that it was the act of sabotage by Bonham Norton, who was a political rival of um, Robert Barker, who I think was, and I think he was also a printer. So I'm assuming that there's tension between printers when one of them is employed by the king. They're going to be a political rival in this printing world. You've won me back over. I'm it now fully on board with this there. statement. Can, okay, pray continue. She, she, ha- <laughs> she has a reasoning behind her belief that it is active sabotage and not just a mistake. And that is that there are two mistakes in this Bible. Two very significant ones. And they are both in the same um, book. I don't know how you say it. Where the commandments are. And it's in Deuteronomy Um, (laughs) 5.24. There's a mistake where the word greatness is spelled wrong. And I'll just read it to you because it's amazing. And ye said, behold, the Lord our God hath showed us his glory and his great ass. (laughs) Uh, I mean, at least they were funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. As in, like, have they missed an... How have they done that? Is it two? Is it written two different words? It's it was look yeah, everything that I've quoted it from is has it hyphenated. So it's is it should be greatness g r e t g r e a t n e s s e, and instead it's g r e a t hyphen a s s e. Okay, that looks quite deliberate, doesn't it? And it's the fact it's like the second major mistake. Sure, maybe one, but two in the same chapter. Two that are both funny on, like, an immature kind of level. Hmm. And we would pretty successfully presume said sabotage worked in the favour of the other person. There's... I couldn't find any more information about that guy other than the fact that he was also a printer and a politician, it said. But couldn't find much more other than his... him being linked to these... um, uh, this alleged sabotage. Hmm. I mean... If you if that one is a lie, you've gone to a lot of effort with the names which you do do, and the university and the publications. <laughs> I don't think you've come up with the second mistake from nothing. <laughs> but if you have, I feel like you deserve to, you deserve to for me to not get a point. I almost feel like I'm not allowed to pick that as a lie, <laughs> because if that is the lie, you, you you deserve to be within one on the on the leaderboard, which is an odd little situation I've constructed in my own head but that's how impressed that's how impressed with this statement I am it's a good one isn't it I love that a bit of a bit of rivalry and some sabotage was on the level of uh, desecrating the king's main instrument for control of the people and probably (laughs) resulting in like the utter destroying of the lives of the people you're messing with yeah it's pretty impressive you know, there's some high stakes industries you can enter into, but I'm not sure that anything is quite as high stakes as, as being a printer in the 1630s. <laughs> clearly, it's, clearly it's, you have to go to great lengths to uh, sabotage someone. The real tragedy here is that Shakespeare's died, I don't know, 15 years earlier, because that would have made a great play. <laughs> what, the Lord showing us his great ass? No, the trials and tribulations of oh, yes, okay, the yes, king's yes, printer. Yes. <laughs> that would be much ado about something, at least. <laughs> um, 
Well, I don't really know. Now I'm like, now I'm a lot less interested in me scoring and I'm a lot more interested in... See, you say all this and then you'll just get it right. So uh, speed things up. No, I'm, I was listening back to the edit. I'm tired of you rushing me because I never rush you. <laughs> yeah, but you take ages. Well... I'm, I'm nice and concise when I decide. I'm actually having some problems with my oat milk lately. I think they've changed the recipe in the oat milk that I buy and it's not as... The consistency is not at the same level that it was. I don't want to be that person that emails a large corporation to ask them about their oat milk recipe, but we're not far away from that situation. Nobody wants to be the person who's emailing about oat milk. Well, who else is going to do it if not me? What about all the other people out there that are also wondering whether their supermarket oat milk isn't quite as good as it used to be? But they're not going to email. I am the oat milk advocate. I hadn't noticed that. You hadn't noticed? It's not an official title. Yet. (laughs) Is oat milk the, uh, uh, what is it? Past the present? Oh, it's definitely something like... It's one of those. (laughs) One of those three. It's all three. Well, it's not the past, actually. It's it's quite a new development, but... It's definitely the present um, out here. So, obviously, the the way up is... Follow at Justin R. Bannon. (laughs) Yeah. You can go and follow follow at Justin R. Bannon, or you could just follow... You could just follow Deceptively Clever. If you... Like, as a bare minimum. His his messages will... His propaganda will seep into that, sure. <laughs> or he seeps into the podcast. Yeah, like, if you think you can not follow at Justin R. Bannon and avoid the oat milk chat, you're wrong, because I also have the password to at Deceptively Clever. And I've, also... I've now stopped asking for permission before I post oat milk stuff. I'm just doing it. I've also had to uh, stop someone listening to the podcast because you fully ruined Outlander and they've just started watching it. So... I could not have been more clear that I was about to ruin the entire show. That's or you, you stopped them from getting to that episode, did you? But I'm just like, be warned. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Be warned well, you will ruin a series that you are starting to enjoy. You let me know when they finish watching it, and I'll resume Oatlander. Outlander. Oatlander! Wow, that's what <laughs> I need to make. Oatlander. Uh, I'll resume Outlander. Outlander chat once they finish the TV series. I haven't seen the most recent one because it's not on Netflix in Australia yet. And I got sick of trying to watch it each week. It's so, Prime, um, isn't it? I'm not. I'm, I'm just also not emotionally invested in it anymore. I only really was interested in the Scotland bits. So, yeah. All right. That's good to, good to know. Good to know. Is this you, just you buying time? Hmm. So, I, two's, I'm not dealing with two. If two's the lie, then... Uh, Good job. Good job <laughs> pretending that the guard the Guardian wrote an article. So we'll lock that in. And then it's like, you know, obviously an, a thing you could have come up with is auction. It's not a bad amount of money to pick. And I'm a little bit sceptical of the 11 to 13 surviving, but that seems... It'll, it'll like... There's no issues there. I don't have any great issues with that one. I think one was expansive. You do love a sabotage lie. <laughs> uh, calling back to Howard Hughes and the oh yeah, I forgot about that flying lumberyard. Uh, what did I? What did I say his name was? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. He tried to burn it down and tripped and fell. <laughs> I just can't see you coming up with Diana Severance. That's a very appropriate name, isn't it, for someone who uh, is a director? And all that, all that nonsense with the university names and the publications. Um, Great ass. I think 
like the 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 clearly logical choice here. The the only sensible choice is to say that three is the lie. You have played this game sixteen times now, and of all of the lessons I've taken from the sixteen, it is say that three is the lie and accept that it could just be two and it could be one, and it doesn't matter because three is the one that makes the most sense. I like the competition. No, no, calm down. I like that the competition is now close. We'll only be a point away heading into the next recording, so I'm okay with losing this one. But I'm going to lock in one. Bold move. You're locking in one. Yeah. The score remains 4-3. Oh, excellent. (laughs) And it was uh, two was the lie. Two was the lie. I did find the article. article. No, there is an article that says about the mistakes, but there's no such thing as Henry Moore. He didn't write one that said, our Lord Jebus Christ, or God's understanding is finite. That was all a lie. So you jammed in a bunch of true mistakes into a lie where you made up two mistakes. But the statement was that Henry Moore took over printing and he made spelling errors. I just wanted yes. to tell, I wanted to you, tell just... you about... Yeah, yeah you, you, you jammed a bunch of fact into your lie. Excellent. Yeah, that's allowed. That's, that's is that allowed. not allowed? Oh, it is now. Hey, the um, Pope visited in nineteen sixty-two, right? The Pope did not go in nineteen sixty-two. No. What? I thought you said he did. No, that was a lie. Yeah, but I thought you said that he visited, and but then he didn't actually try to get the the ladder. Oh, the Pope has been to Jer- newsflash everybody. The Pope has been to Jerusalem before. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, are, you, are you questioning my tactics? No. You are nothing if mm. not an uh, innovator of the game. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the, there are about 13. Yes, there are there about are, 13. There yeah. are about 13 books, and Diana Severance does Is think real. that the sabotage happened. Yep. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that and the that particular mistake. I don't have any... So, did... Uh, you make up H more in entirety. Yes, that was all a lie. So you don't know that, that we don't know we there, we do know who made the next one, but it wasn't him. No idea. There was no Bi- There was no Bible in sixteen sixty seven. Well, there was an existing Bible. Um, no fresh okay. printing. Yeah, they just kept going. What a good what a good little thing that's happened in history. <laughs> Oh, I, like there's a there's a broader message here. Very religious based uh, era for deceptively clever at the moment. <laughs> there's a lot of lessons in the fragility of using a book as your guiding any book really, but a book like this as your guiding light in life because people just stick it together with little buttons. And who knows? It could be horribly wrong. It could be horribly wrong, and even if a bunch of people check it, it could still say the exact opposite of what it's supposed to say. I was at it. I when I initially like Googled it, I was like, it's pretty interesting that it's thou shalt not thou shalt commit adultery and then just all this other stuff would ravel and I was like, This is great. That's true, because there could have been like there was that and that was it. Yeah. And that's true, that makes good sense as well. The sabotage story definitely adds a nice roundness to the object. It really I can't does help but wanna get involved. I I wanna become an investor in old books. I just feel like that's a fun thing to play in. It sounds like you need a lot of money. Yeah, I don't have like I don't have the cash for that. But I think the <laughs> other thing with it is you can start small. You can get like 
second edition Catcher in the Rye, if there was a second edition, and then you can just sort of work your way up. Yeah. It's like the Pokemon cards of 2025, maybe. They're just like ridiculously expensive Pokemon cards. Oh, somewhere in my cupboard, I've got a Charizard. Look, I'm not going to go and get it, but it's in there somewhere. Is that a valuable one? Yeah, apparently. I think the shiny ones, the shiny Charizard is really valuable, I think. Is that what you've got? I don't reckon. <laughs> my problem was I actually used mine as playing cards, so I don't think that would, the, the PSA ranking would not be very high. <laughs> actually, it's a PSA rating. Uh, yeah. It's just a shame that all of my hobbies don't result in money. Imagine if you were just this kid who really loved Pokemon cards in 2017 and you had them all. Now you're just a multi-millionaire. Yeah, be insane, isn't it? I wish I had something that was accidentally valuable. <laughs> that, that I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what I know about you, what you might... I reckon that Wainwright collection is pretty valuable. That's not me, though. That's my mum and dad. No, oh, true. And plus mm. they, like... I, don't, I think that's pretty new anyway, that that selection. Okay. They don't, it's not an e-book. You can't read it on the internet. <laughs> I tried. Um, I don't know that much else about you, which would result in just casual amounts of money. I've got a few lottery tickets that seem to match up. They can't be. Just they're just bits, they're just bits of paper, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're just bits, bits of paper. Useless. Okay. Well, I could say you collecting Bibles. Oh, I couldn't. You could, oh, why not? <laughs> I don't want Bibles. They're boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I mean I, you work in a museum you're surrounded by expensive stuff that's true and I've got some of it in my flat <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't day, I don't if anyone's day by listening. day yeah that's okay I don't as I rest my feet on a T-Rex skull <laughs> mm.